Good evening, brothers and sisters in Christ, and for those who uh, who are new to coming to Jesus, uh, just want to thank you, Jesus, for another night, another day. Every day is a blessing, even in the biggest and the smallest things that the Lord Jesus Christ blesses with. And the major thing is that when you wake up, you thank God for another breath. Uh, you remember in the in, the, in Genesis. When the Lord uh, breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, man became a human being. And so that's the very, very first blessing that a man should thank the Lord is breath. So thank you, Jesus, for another day and and to um, coming to his word. Uh, one of the things that the Lord put in my heart is it's been always been in my heart. And uh, finally prepped the teaching, prepped the, a very helpful tool that's going to help you, he or she, uh, even for the youth that are out there, uh, wherever you're listening, if you're listening to the other side of the country or here in the United States, I just want to let you know, thank you, Jesus, for tuning in to another uh, another sermon, another teaching, uh, un Unashamed Ministries. So I want to let you know that the reason why it's Unashamed Ministries is the Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Uh, first for the Jews and also for the Greek, Gentiles. Um, so I just want to let you know that, that I lived... One of those scriptures has always been written in my heart. And uh, I used to be shamed a lot by not coming to the Lord because of my sinful ways, my sinful acts. But when I learned to read the scriptures, the meaning of what it means, it's been a major impact in my life. To see the scriptures does not save me. It is Jesus who saves me because he's the living word. He's the walking scriptures that became living. Amen. And so I just want to let you know that uh, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the last sermon and teaching we that I that the Lord put in my heart and and uh, was was teaching that the Holy Spirit was telling you was uh, do not consent. You see, do not consent into sinful ways and sinful acts. Don't don't give in. Don't give in because there's another scripture in Romans and it talks about Paul talks about don't give in to the sinful way. So that was a powerful, powerful teaching for those who are tuning in and listening. And um, I just want to let you know. So let's go ahead and uh, open up in prayer that the Holy Spirit will touch your hearts, open your hearts, get prepped. Amen. Prep for this field tonight, prepping this field tonight and uh, getting your eyes open clearly and uh, your ears to be open so you can hear the word of the Lord and everything in the verses. So let's go ahead and bow our heads and come before the Lord. Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this night, Lord. Uh, another day of harvest, Father God. Uh, for he or she, uh, your son or daughter is out there listening and tuning in to, to this word, God, that you have set for them. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you're always with us, that you move through them, God, and bring that conviction for a good reason uh, to help them visualize and consider their ways and what they're struggling, what they're dealing with, God, what's hurting them, uh, that they need a way, they need a way of upliftment, God, and, and you're the only way that can do it. Holy Spirit, we thank you and we acknowledge you to come into this place right now. Fill the atmosphere and change it. Uh, let thy, let you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom as it is here, God, to change the hearts of your people, to change the hearts of your people, Lord, that will come to you. That are not that it's not a way of uh, it's not a way of being afraid and staying away. See, man wants us 
to be afraid of you that we shouldn't come to you. But your word says different, Lord, to fear you in a way where you know who, who you really are and what you're capable of, Lord. So that's why it gives us more more benefit to come closer to you every day, to uh, to confessing truly uh, and that we make mistakes and that, you know, we're sinners, God, and that we need your help. We need your help, Jesus. So I pray this over your people, God, and even myself, God. Don't leave me out, Father God. I put myself in the same congregation level with them, Lord. And I just pray, Father God, that you just prep the hearts of your people. Prep, prep that uh, heart of preparation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so the topic is, uh, we're going to learn about that Jesus confronts. He confronts that Pharisee hypocrite and the irreligious pagan type of people. These are the types of people that Jesus confronts who we're going to learn in the scriptures, they trust in themselves that they're righteous. Amen? That they, it's called self-righteousness of hypocriticism, hypocrisy. And so we're going to learn to be careful of hypocrisy also. And I want to let you know that it is not our way of self-righteousness. That is not the way to Christ. That is not the way to the kingdom of heaven. Righteousness of Christ is the only way. And he's the only way that showed us the way, the truth, and the life. And he, no one can go to the Father except through him. Amen. So we're going to learn about this, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The publican tax collector. So if you got a pen and paper, go ahead and uh, you can write notes. If you don't have anything, just tune in with your ears. Amen. Spiritually open those ears up. Let the Holy Spirit uh, to guide you to understanding and, to, and lead you in that direction to grow. So if you got a pen and paper for those who love to write notes, man, I love to write notes because it helps me grow. It helps me grow to review and review the scriptures and what I can get out of it. Because the word of the Lord, you can read the books over and over, but someone else will get something out of it. And you can read it over and all your whole life. But the what's living, it's a living word. And it always brings something new to the new person and the person that's growing in the Lord. So the topic is, write this down, is the Pharisee and the tax collector. An intro is about two different types of persons, see, individuals who come to Christ in prayer, coming to the house of God. So there's, see, what what I also learned and, and research, even uh, watching other pastors preach the same, the same topic. And what I learned was, Jesus gives them an insight. Of two prayers in the house of God. Jesus was sitting on the throne watching these two types of individuals come into the house of God and in their manners of prayer. And their manners of prayer, amen. And that's what we're going to learn. The context is 18 of, uh, of the book of Luke and the verses in 19, 9 through 14. And the very first verses we're going to go over is 9 through 10. So, point one, and if you got a pen and paper, go ahead and write it down. This is how do you approach God, how do we approach our Father when we come to church or when we come to Him in prayer, when we wake up or even through the evening or even in the middle of the night? How do we approach the Lord through our day? Amen. There's not just talking about this temple or the house of God. It's also talking about you as a living temple. How do you approach Jesus? How do you approach the Lord when you worship in spirit? And see the very first point, you can write this down. How do you approach God? And you see in A, in what way do we come to the Lord? Is it full of self 
or full of coming clean with the Lord? Do you come full of yourself and exalting? Oh, I'm not like other people. I'm not like I'm not like this this prostitute chick that I've known for all my life. Or I'm not like that drug addict, uh, dope dealer, gangbanger that's sitting right next to me. I know him too from school, getting in trouble, etc. See, those who exalt, man, you don't know the 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 condemnation that follows you, the condemnation that follows you when you try to exalt full of self, when it's all about yourself that. What you did is right. What you did in this and this and this. And let me tell you something. Comparison is a very wrong thing when you try to compete and compare. Like, man, I'm not like him. You know, man. And so the thing is, Jesus loved the sinner. He sat with tax collectors, prostitutes. I'm pretty sure he sat with murderers, rapists. He sat with other people that nobody else liked in the church. Because of Jesus, the ministry started. Real ministry started in this world. And it started with the 12 disciples that nobody else liked. And let me mention one. Uh, Saul, who name was once Saul, name is Paul. Nobody, likes Paul. nobody liked Paul because he was once Saul. They judged him of his past. They judged him and they exalted themselves that they weren't like him. I can imagine some of the disciples had struggled with that comparison. And you see, we're going to read the very two verses. And, and this is what Jesus in the word of the Lord speaks. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Let me reread that again. If you caught exactly what I'm reading, uh, brothers and sisters out there. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves. Who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised the others. Did you catch that? Did you catch the, what, exactly what he just read? What he just said? And what he just witnessed on the throne? And also in the moment of preaching the ministry of the kingdom of God. Verse 10. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Let me reread it again so that way you can catch some of this free 99 stuff because it's very good. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. So you can try to put yourself in their shoes, but you gotta, I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of it too. And, and you know, I'm going to ask you that question. How do you come? Do you come like the Pharisee or do you come like the tax collector? Do you come and whatever you, your background is, you come like the gangbanger or do you come like the self-righteous hypocrite that Jesus speaks? So let's hear this. Here's the moment. And here it is. See, the crowd of people get to hear the prayers of two. They got the inside of Jesus and what he gave them to, to see. Can you imagine being with the Lord in that moment, being confronted? And can imagine Jesus putting this in their mind and took them to that moment of these two witnessing this soul situation. It's like getting sucked in, the, in time and watching this whole scenario play out. And you see in B, in this verse shows two types of prayers. Like I said, in verse, of, in verse 10 states that the, that, that the two come in prayer come, convo to the Lord. And also shows how those who are trusted in themselves of being right and exalted. But let me tell you, the hypocrite exalted himself more 
because it was all about himself. What he did, how he did, how he lived. He lived right. He thought he didn't break the law. He didn't do whatever the other sinner did. But let me tell you, the one thing that he did sin was judging and exalting all about himself. That's a sin too. When you when you exalt about yourself and it's all about you and what you do for the Lord and that you don't break no laws, you don't smoke no drugs, you don't do whatever. But when you look at another person behind you or beside you, you judge them. And you come to the Lord with that attitude of heart, of hardness. I probably stepped on some toes. But thank you, Jesus, because if I'm stepping on your toes. I'm speaking to the right people. I'm speaking to you because I love you. And I want this to be corrected for you. If you live in that attitude of mentality with that type of heart. One point in my life was the same way in the world. Being that top drug dealer in the block. Exalting about the money. Exalting about the chicks in the crowd that I got with. Exalting all about me. That this is just all part of the game. It's all part of this life. I used to believe in that YOLO junk. You only live once. You live twice. One life in this life. Second, you live eternally. But where does, where is that going to take you? It's all about the attitude of your heart. Is it? It's also between of humbling yourself, or you will be humbled. Or you won't get humbled at all. Your choice. In point two, we're going to read. Amen. And that's what it says in the verse 11 through 12. And this is where it gets good. It's going to maybe hurt a little bit of hearts out there. It's maybe going to offend a couple of people out there that are listening. But I must preach the word of truthfully. I must preach the word of God as it says. I'm not here to butter up the, the Bible not here to butter up Jesus' bread. I'm here to give it to you the way it's supposed to be given to you. It's needable for you so you can eat. Amen? And so this is what the word of the Lord says down further in the parable. The Pharisees stood up and prayed this, thus within himself. Thus means this. This within himself. And this is right here in this moment. This is what the Pharisee said. And Jesus gives this insight to the people. This is what he said. And I'm going to tell you what this Pharisee said first. And you tell me if it was right. So the Pharisee says, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I'm going to repeat that. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. This is what the Pharisee, the hypocrite said. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this Tax collector. You see that church. You, you attend church. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. But it's all about your attitude of heart. How do you come to the Lord? What kind of heart do you come with? You come with full of heartedness, exalting about you, and worshiping the Lord all about yourself, holding and putting God in a box for yourself? Or do you come like the tax collector that's sitting behind the the back pews just dare not come up to like the rest of them because he's so hurt in pain of his past, of his future present, what he's living. That he dares not to go up and even look up to heaven's eyes 
because of what he is. Do we come like Matthew, the tax collector that everybody hated because he was a tax collector and he associated with the Romans? Or do we come like this hypocrite Pharisee to the church of God, the house of God, that's supposed to be as one body, one mind, and one accord, that's together as a unit? Do we love each other? Do we forgive one another? Do we truly let go and let God? And then we read. The Pharisees also says in, in verse 12 of Luke 18. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. You think it's all about just paying your way? Paying your tithes to the Lord? You think it's all about that? You think that that's all it is? You come Sunday, you serve the Lord, do your part as a community servant member, and then you just go out and it's all about you. Live with your family and do it. It's all about you. Favoritism. That's what the Pharisee was looking for. Favoritism. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? That there's some out there worse than, worse like us. And we see those who or like favoritism to the Lord. Or so they think. And here we are. Background. The bloodline of Jesus. And how he used everybody else. And nobody else wanted it in their church. Amen. Noah was a drunk. Moses was a murderer and a stutterer. King David uh, killed someone also. And, and uh, he fornicated. Cheated on his marriage. Saul was the worst of all. He now is Paul. Killed Christians and persecuted people in the church. And nobody wanted them. And so this is what the Pharisee is saying. That he's not like the blood that came from Jesus. He tries to tell God himself. That he's not like other people. And point two. You could write this down. You can write this down, brothers and sisters, and those who are new, those who don't are struggling to know Jesus. I want to let you know that I love you. I truly do because I came from the same background as you. And I still face my battles every day. But I get up for another day to thank the Lord that he's with me, that I can come to this dark world and share the light to another person, to another who broken heart, who's lost, who's hurting, to let them know that Jesus loves you. And he's got a plan for you. Death is not your stop of destination. Heaven is your full destination to get to. And point two, you can write it down. Be careful of judging. Be careful of judging, amen. Because you can read in 11 and 12 verses of Luke 18. And this is how he judged. This is how the hypocrite judged on everybody else that he was not like them. He put them down because he didn't live their way of life. Because he lived in mansions. He lived in, I can imagine what the Pharisee look, uh, may have lived. Mansions, nice houses, you know, whatever. Groups, crowds of rich people. Amen. Groups of people that it's all about him. Favoritism. Nice fancy rides. Giving to charity. Doing whatever. But he's all doing it for himself of glory. And let me tell you, God is not a respecter of persons. He's looking for more of a heart to repent and come to him. That's more of a better offer of sacrifice in spirit 
when you come with a broken spirit and a contrite heart, you come to the Lord fully. Who cares if someone's looking at you uh, from all angles and looking, putting you down? You come to the Lord no matter what. Don't let your hater and that judger stop you on a destination to getting salvation for your life and to the Lord Jesus Christ in relationship. Amen. And point A, the Pharisee shows himself that he is all about himself, stating that he is not like other people. Amen. That's exactly what I'm saying. But don't try to act like you're, so, like you're better than others. Don't act like you're better than everybody else because you got this type of reputation with all these mansions and all these vehicles and all this because everybody known you since you were born. That's how you grew up. You grew up, came from a, a family of respect like that. But let me tell you something. The Lord is not a respecter of persons. You know what he's more respectful for and more pleasing is your heart, your soul. That's more of a contract, a contract and a broken spirit. The Lord's more pleasing with that. King David quoted of having a broken contract spirit in the heart and that the Lord saw more pleasing of an offer of sacrifice. That's what it is. You come to the Lord with an open heart and what's your bitterness you're feeling tonight, what you're feeling today, that you want to be delivered by the Lord Jesus Christ. Call upon his name and you shall be saved. Confess all your sins to Christ. Confess your sins to the Father and He'll forgive you. He's justful, merciful to forgive you. All you got to do is make that stand. Take that moment. Take that time. Make time. I hear people, I used to, uh, I used to say this a lot on myself. Man, I ain't got time. But when I came to the Lord and fundraising and, and doing it for His kingdom, going out there and ministering to the people about Jesus, and my flesh would be so tired, it was cold in the streets. And then God told me over me, man, you wasn't tired when you was out there smoking dope, token up with the devil himself out there riding all night. Why can't you serve me and go out here and minister to your people, to the people that I love? Just as I loved you. Amen. Why do we come with the Lord with excuses? But with the devil, we have no excuse. We come to the enemy and what he has to offer. Thinking that it's okay to exalt about you. It's all about yourself. And you see in B, when you trust your own righteousness, condemnation follows you. You can write that down. When you try, when you trust your own righteousness, condemnation follows you. Self-righteousness does not get you to heaven. We can learn in this passage. Look to the person next to you and tell them. When you trust your own righteousness, condemnation follows you. When you trust your own righteousness, condemnation follows you. That's why we need to examine ourselves and see if we're truly living for the Lord. See if our steps and our feet are matching our neck. Amen. See, the Pharisee hypocrite won't see for what their sin is truly. They will never admit they have sinful acts. They will never admit that they're a sinner. And D, open up your heart to Christ Jesus. It's the only way you will understand truly what you truly need help with. I'm going to repeat D.
for point two, be careful of judging. Open up your heart to Christ Jesus. It's the only way you will understand truly what you see, truly need help with. And once you ask the Lord, you call upon his name and he saves you and he teaches you. The Holy Spirit begins to show you of conviction in your heart uh, for a good reason to expose those sins in your life. And what's truly, really, really stumbling you, hurting you, delaying you, pushing you back. And you realize there's a quote too. someone told me the greatest enemy of all is yourself. You can write that down. The greatest enemy is you. You could be yourself in the way. So get yourself out of the way and let Jesus take the wheel. Greatest enemy is yourself. Is your flesh. The flesh is always going to try to do whatever it wants. But if you in spirit, if you don't contain and control the flesh and and overpower it with with good, uh, the knowledge of, of God and everything in it of the Lord's and his word. You're stuck if you don't. Contain and follow Jesus' righteousness. Not your way of righteousness, what you think is right, but the Lord's way. And you see, in point three, we're going to read the verses. And this is what, and, and let me give you some free 99 stuff because this is, it gets good in the end. It gets good in the end. Tell the, ne tell the next person next to you, wait, it gets good in the end. Wait, it gets good in the end. And so look. And verse 13 all the way to 14, the word of God reads like this. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He says with an exclamation mark, and don't get me wrong, like don't don't look at me and be like, oh, you, you brother Eugene, he's freaking out, he's yelling, what's wrong with him? He's gone mad. Hey, don't think that way, okay? But I'm gonna read how the word of the Lord reads. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. That's how he approached the Lord. I can imagine. Matthew, the tax collector, beating his chest on his knees, look, just burying his hands into his face, into his hands, crying out, beating his chest, tearing his shirt, saying, oh, you know, I need your help, Lord. I need you. I am full of mistakes. I have moments where I just want to end myself. I have moments that people hate me. And I don't know why. You ever felt that way? Pretty sure we all felt that way, amen? We feel like Matthew. All we want is to be loved, to be forgiven, to be have mercy on us throughout life. But the enemy won't let you. The enemy wants to separate you from having mercy on you and having forgiveness on you and compassion to be loved on you. The enemy is doing that all that he can to set you up for failure and devices to feed you the lust and desires, the pride of life and all its ways. But some of us, it takes us to live the hard way to end up finding the right way to live. And that's through Jesus Christ. I felt like Matthew once. Oh, there's not a day that I feel like Matthew when I come to the Lord where I'm struggling with something in my life. 
It's not a moment where I battle suicide. There's not a moment where the enemy comes and tries to punk me out and saying, man, you should take your own life, Eugene. Nobody's listening to your word. Nobody's getting uplifted. They're just full of pride and full of hate. Just give up. But I come to the Lord weeping and saying, I need you. Don't you, you never give up on me, Jesus. Be merciful. I need your help and I need your forgiveness. Because it's just the only way of the fruits of the Holy Spirit that I need. So I can get up in the morning and say, not today, Satan. Not today. Because I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And I come to the house of God. The broken, the contrite heart and the spirit. Because he's the only way that can restore it. I don't want to be like the Pharisee hypocrite. I don't want to be that way of exalting in myself. But if it be, correct my heart, Jesus. If you're stuck in a way of that feeling like the Pharisee. Man, if the Pharisee can repent the way Matthew did. Man, there'd be two souls combined together. Being humbled before the Lord. But it just shows that one was exalted about himself and the other humbled more of himself. And so I read along in 14. I tell you this, this is Jesus speaking to the crowd. To those who are hypocritical and thinking that they don't need Jesus in a way. They show that by, by action. And let me tell you how they showed it by action that they didn't need him because they just lip serviced. Their heart wasn't with Christ. They lip service thinking they were better than everybody. And that what they were doing for the Lord was right. But that's, let me tell you, if you're stuck in that zone, if you could be mad at me, you could throw tomatoes at me. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm going to love you. But you must be corrected. You can't love Jesus and hate the scriptures. Amen. You can't look to the other person. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't love Jesus. You, you can't say you love Jesus and hate the scriptures. And Jesus says, I tell you this, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Oh, man, Ooh, I'll probably step on some toes a little bit for those who, who act like self-righteous. I want to tell you, Jesus loves you. Jesus says in 14 verse of Luke 18, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Amen. For everyone who exalts himself. Will be humbled. He who humbles himself. Will be exalted. There's a. There's a quote that Bruce Lee says. If you all. Uh, have ever watched Bruce Lee's movies. Or know who Bruce Lee is. Bruce Lee quoted. A, glory is the full. Is the fullest kind of idea. Of glory. Showing, no, showing off, actually. Amen. Showing off is the fool's way of kind of glory. So that's what the hypocrite probably thought himself is all about himself of glory. Glorifying the Lord. That's a fool's way of kind of glory. But God forbid, don't go around telling, calling people fools. Because Jesus says those who call fools, people fools, man, the condemnation will follow you. Those who try to say raka, the same thing. Condemnation will fall upon you. Greater condemnation. So I encourage you not to say those words to someone. I remember back then, they used to say the same thing. Calling people fools, you know? Who am I? Only God sits that high to say that to us. 
And point three, you can write this down. Humble or be humbled. The Pharisee and sinner, as both in the house of God, showed, shows next the tax collector standing afar off. See, and B, uh, as the Pharisee began opening up his heart to God, comes clean confessing how he needed more of God than God needed him. Look to the next person tell them, I need more of God than he needs me, more of me. I need God than he needs more of me. Amen. And see, the Pharisee was more justified in God's eyes more because why? A true heart of repentance. Look to the next person to you and love them in the name of Jesus. A true heart of repentance. Thank you, Jesus. I got some, uh, and we're going to go in closing, and I want to give you some of this very good, awesome fruit. In closing, Charles Clayton quoted, The Christian church is the only institution in the world whose membership is based upon the single qualifications that the person be unworthy of membership. Ooh, did you catch it? Let me go ahead and reread it. Charles Clayton quoted, the Christian church is the only institution in the world whose membership is based upon the single qualifications that the person be unworthy of membership. Because relates to the same story of what we're just reading, amen? Thinking that the Pharisee thought he had more membership in the kingdom of God than the, than the, than the tax collector would be unworthy to have it. How heartbreaking that there's some ministries out here who don't preach... The true gospel of Jesus Christ. They have laser concerts. They use it as a circus. And not a house of worship. Let me tell you the Lord that I serve. And it shows in the temple. It shows in the temple scene where Jesus is flipping tables in the temple. Now that's the Lord that I serve. Who flips tables inside my heart. Who flips tables. The stuff that doesn't need to be in there. Who will clean it. In every way. By his precious blood that he shed upon that cross. And it says here. Amen. So is everyone how and what type of attitude of heart do you come to the house of God as? Do you come as the hypocrite Pharisee full of self? Or do you come to God's house with repentive heart and needing always ask yourself that question? Alone when you pray. Do you come as the Pharisee or do you come as Matthew the tax collector who needs Jesus? I want to give you two, uh, three scriptures that you can write down and I want, this is about salvation, amen? And I want you, if you don't know Jesus, I want you to read these verses in, this, in these chapters, in these books. Luke 19.9. Luke 19.9. I want you to uh, write that down. If you got a pen and paper and read that for yourself. Romans 10, 10, 9. Romans 10, 9. I want you to also read for yourself in time. When you give yourself time for the Lord and go ahead and read those. And then come to opening prayer that the Holy Spirit will, will lead you to that understanding of the scriptures. Amen. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. I want you to write that down too. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. Give, so those three chapters, those in those three books, I want you in those verses, I want you to go ahead and read those in the name of Jesus for your life, over your life. I want you to read those and get fed well about salvation. If you don't know Jesus, I encourage you to read those. Paul quotes in scripture of 2 Corinthians 6, 2. I'll give you this one. Says, for he says, 
In an unacceptable time, I have heard you. This is the Lord speaking to Paul. And in the day of salvation, behold, now is the day of salvation. Today and now. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for futures down the road, weeks, months, years. Amen. Today, today is to seek salvation and seek Jesus in your life and accept him and let him to become the Lord of your life. Man, because you don't know, you're not promised tomorrow. The Bible says that in Proverbs. Do not boast about tomorrow if you don't know what a day may bring forth. Maybe tonight could be your last night. Maybe you're stuck in this situation and you're going to kill yourself. But I pray that this scripture over your life, that the Lord is speaking to you. Today is to seek salvation and now for your soul, your spirit. Accept Jesus into your heart. Let him come and take all that bitterness out. I'm a walking testimony, living proof. The Lord saved me. I was once dead. I was once wretched. But he saved a sinner like me. There's not a day that I face battles, brothers and sisters. Living a Christian life is not easy, but it's the right thing to do. So I encourage this for you. You're not alone. I love you. You may not know me. You may be overseas and like, man, who's this guy telling me about Jesus? Man, you got believers there across the UK, across the Middle East, preaching the same Jesus as I am. The Lord Jesus Christ. I want to let you know. It's okay to not be okay. Come to the Lord with an open heart. Come to Him when you, it's broken too. You got all the pieces in your hands. And you've been trying to put all this stuff together. But you've been continuously breaking it. Bring it to the Lord and He'll fix it. As a matter of fact, He'll be with you always. He'll never leave you hanging. He'll never leave you for dead. Because He saw you were worthy to go on the cross and die for and resurrect the third day. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and, and just give our time to the Lord and, and thank Him for, for such beautifulness of, of His Word and upliftment and encouraging and, and convicting over our hearts because we need Jesus. Amen. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. Give a moment of silence. I want to give a moment of silence first. If you got anything in your heart, confess it to Christ. Confess it to Jesus. He's right there with you, right by your side, listening to you. He's just waiting for you the right moment, the opportunity right now. Give your life to Jesus. So if you got anything in your heart, open up to him. Whatever it be. Amen. Okay, Father God, just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this night, Lord. Thank you for those who are tuning in, who are listening, and for those hearts who have been convicted by the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for them that prep their hearts open in their ears and their eyes spiritually to see who you are, to get to know who you truly are, Lord. I encourage those who are new, who are struggling through addiction, pornography, uh, and whatever type of addiction that's out there in the world, God, I pray over their life in the name of Jesus that Satan, you have no place over their life. You have no place in their heart. You have no place in their mind. Get out and go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name because you have no authority when it comes to speaking in the name of Jesus. You go in Jesus' name out of that person. You have no power over their life. And Father, I pray that these chains are broken tonight. Chains are broken over their lives 
and hearts are starting to get changed. Father, I place them into your hands and I direct them towards you, God, because you're the only way. It is you the only way, Lord, and I can only point the direction. I'm only a mailman messenger, and I only do this because it is your will upon my life that you give me a calling upon this to do this. And I acknowledge you in every way, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Give them a restful night. Father God, if they go home and, and, and wherever they be, tuning in, driving somewhere, God, I pray over their life. Give them safe dwellings in your presence always. But also pray and encouragement over their hearts and lives that they can come to you tonight with open arms, like Matthew the tax collector. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.